Uh, welcome to the Chronicles of Ganesi, Curse of the Green Sea. We're a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast about six adventurers who are trying to prevent the Realm Eater Amira from destroying the world. My name is Morgan Mendez, and I play Dara Metalit, a druid cleric of Neramis. Um, I don't have a very fascinating uh, fun fact this week about Dara, uh, but I, I would like to believe that their singing is somewhat getting better as they keep practicing. I haven't heard Dara sing once. <laughs> we haven't now, have we? No, you haven't. We need to fix that. It's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Chase Evling, and I play STL de Taurus, a human sorcerer. Due to recent events, STL has had a hard time dealing with some stresses in his life. In a fit of anguish, he attempted to teleport himself to the celestial realm to confront the angel Seraphina for answers. This did not go to plan, and he ended up hurling himself into one of the hells. Really quickly, oh. before we continue on, I just want to say, if Dara sings, is it automatically auto-tuned? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Just want to yeah. make that canonical before we move on. Well, like, Definitely. Is, is there we got to get the effect like, on there, then? too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it'll be okay. <laughs> gonna sound so bad you can use voice mod no i'm not gonna sound bad the auto-tune's gonna sound bad i hate auto -tune. i'm sure it'll be fine but um to introduce one of the fun facts for quill bernhardt uh i'm avery chandler and i play as quill and my fun fact for the week is that when quill drinks he ends up getting um a little too much in his system and does some crazy things like has people hurl daggers at him and things like that to show off some of his abilities. And uh, <laughs> he also tends to talk about uh, family matters and things like that. Um, because when he drinks, he just doesn't seem to know when to stop. Isn't that where we discuss the whole who's mother, brother, sister thing? Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, he, he, he yeah. likes to get into things like that. Like, uh, yeah. It was a drunk Quill night that spurred the name The Emerald Order because that was the night we heard of The Emerald Phoenix, his nickname. <laughs> no, yeah, true. that's how we got our name, I think. Oh, mm -hmm. Gosh. Uh, hi, my name is Jackson Childs. I play the Ancestral Guardian, Zhao Jinhai, Barbarian. Uh, barbarian. Uh, I said that wrong, but whatever. Um, today's fun, uh, fun fact for the week is that uh, before leaving the jungle uh, in Venubia, um, Mother actually gave him a nice embroidered uh, necklace. Um, he's had it in his possession for a while now, but... Um, and is currently is wearing it. It's a nice ornate, like uh, almost brown tinted uh, bead necklace. Uh, it's kind of a comfort to keep him from being homesick. I like it. Nice. I like it. It's beautiful. Hello, everybody. My name is Coleman Winger, and I play the Mizoku fighter or a Farne. Uh, my doozy of a fact this evening is that his favorite color is turquoise. Thank you. It's a good really, color. It's a doozy. I agree. That's a, a very color. doozy one. 
It's also my favorite color, so it was really It's amazing. the color of the yeah. green sea in the early morning when the sun hits it just right. Something. And uh, I am Addison Bell. I play Clucian Trailbreaker, the Swarm Keeper hunter of the group. And a uh, fun fact for Clucian this week is that um, <clears throat> he uses walloping arrows sometimes, and I don't think I've actually used them yet since we started recording. But it took some adjusting to the first time that he used one. He accidentally um, completely killed somebody with it instead of knocking them down or unconscious or anything like that. A grape oh, shot no. to the head. Uh, so he's just, got it mostly figured out now, though. All right, yeah, just, Gundren. Wait, just for the uh, for the people at home, what is a, what is a walloping arrow? Oh, it's like a it's like an arrow with like a large blunted front, so you can knock people down or unconscious or something like that with it instead of actually shooting it all the way through their body unless you just shoot it entirely too hard. Fun fact, arrows with large blunts at the end are also Snoop Dogg's favorite weapon of choice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god. You're making an arc joke, and I'm like, you're not making an arc joke, you're making a no. joke about something else. Now you're just gonna add like a womp 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 sound effect to that. Nah. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Marshall Mendez, the DM of this crazy bunch of, of people. Uh, my fact of the day is that the great plane-shifting poet Kenistar, who is referenced in the source books that I write and in the lore quite often, uh, was said to be blessed with eternal life by an ancient god, Eris Aator. Over the millennia, he has traveled the realms, gathering information, writing books of poetry, creating travel guides, and meeting gods, mortals, and everything in between on his travel. Now, bring us into tonight's game. Eyebrow wiggles all around. <laughs> uh, last episode, and what can I say other than shopping trip part two? <laughs> we love them. We hate them. They are what they are. Uh, you guys went to a couple more shops. You got some desert gear. Uh, you went to a magical item shop, and off-screen, we did a little bit of the, uh, the shopping um, beyond that. You met on a park bench, having some, uh, some conversation with Sharlaya, the lavender-skinned um, Mazoku, on your way to the Lich on Ice, where you identified the two long swords and the uh the scimitar that SCL had and when we last left off uh quill and orifarne had uh their blades in hand essentially after being freshly identified and the floor is yours. So we're pushing sub, uh, just past quote-unquote supper time, right? Yes. Yes, it's it's probably close to 6 or 6.30 now. What time did we want did we want to meet your friends, SDL? Well, I'm sure that they're already mm -hmm. um, not sure if you could say friends. Definitely acquaintances. I'll, I'll keep that in my sure. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure how they will take to talking to everybody at once. Um, the last I met them, things weren't very stable. Sandable. And they also think I'm dead, so there's that too. Ooh, okay, yeah. Hold, hold up, SDL. Was this after you and I got back? Or were these different friends? Was these not friends from the Lyceum? No, these are people that I met shortly before I was thrown through time to this place. Oh, okay. My no, they, they they don't know anything of the North, I think. Could be wrong. Okay. And there's a very ironic statement, and you'll find out why a little later. <laughs> I'm curious so, to know now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie. This uh, this sword is really, really nice. What do you think, Orofarne? The gift. He's just looking it over, <clears throat> kind of flourishing it around, and he's. I have to say, this is <laughs> one of the best gifts I've gotten in a really, really long time. The craftsmanship on this thing is tremendous. And uh, DM, what, what does it look like? Do you happen to have a cute little description of mm. what these swords look like? Mm. Yes, for the podcast. They are, when they were in their large uh, greatsword form, they basically looked like these two very jagged, sharp onyx blades with flame. Uh, and with, well, not like large flames, but like red um, heated elements that go down the center of the blade and kind of carve out into chambers rising up along the edges. Uh, in their long sword forms, it kind of keeps the similar style. Um, one edge, the, the, the back edge, is like completely flat where it would fit together uh, with the twin. But the outer edge that slices is jagged and wicked looking and has this kind of almost glowing dark red energy that pulsates through the blade. It's fucking badass. It really is. We'll have I'm to... glad you like the design. Yeah, we'll have to tag team combo this shit when we get to Venubia. <laughs> yes. Um, I can't wait once we get to Venubia and we start fighting within the... I believe it's a pit, but I could be wrong. Well... Either way, once we start fighting in the ring together, we'll have to cut something in half together. Oh, definitely. I'm excited. Is uh, the name Charlaya, is she still here? Or did she go off? I believe at the end of last session, she went off to the, the Lich on Ice to go ahead and get some food and get a drink and mm -hmm. get settled in. And if I didn't say that last time, that's what she's doing. <laughs> Just in case. That's what, that's what she do it. <laughs> so do we have well, any more can... time to kill, or do we want to go ahead and head up there? I've got everything I need. That's an interesting name. Well, I know I can't keep uh, waiting, so... Yeah, we shouldn't keep them waiting. We should go. Is it assumed we got food supplies? Yes. Gotcha. Good. I, I have that. I have that on my list. From God no knows. milk. Yeah, no milk. 
<laughs> since we didn't get a bag of cold. <laughs> Fried milk. <coughs> oh, my. Oh my. So no dairy-based products, just mainly, you know, no heavy whipping cream, no cream cheese, nothing like that. It's just going to end up being... Butter. Butter. <laughs> oh, butter. Butter, you can have butter last for quite a long time, actually, uh, as far as I remember. So does cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned the cheese. Anyway. Dude, we're, we're all just carrying yeah, yeah. a giant cheese wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Skyrim. <laughs> oh my god. I don't really want to sweet rolls. Well, Alright, so more cheese rolls. wheels. Gavik's going to open Chester and it's just going to be full of cheese wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in the Barokamuda and you're in the final round and you're like half health. You're like, oh, hang on, let me eat these cheese wheels. Let me pause and eat 40 cheese wheels. They only give one One HP piece. They give one D2 HP. I imagine he's like Dr. Hamster Veal with like his cheeks all puffed up and everything. Just cheese wheels. Because he's such a large... (laughs) Such a large character. I love it. Uh, I direct the party to the Lich on Ice. Sure. Uh, what does it look like? This tavern. Ah, sorry, I'm still processing this this sickness. Uh, so you may hear some some coffees every now and again. Um, SCL leads you down uh, a kind of nicer district where the shops are a bit fancier, and a- about halfway down in the center of the street you can see this very sleek designed building. It's got black painted exterior um, with no windows, but large black walls that are uh, kind of accented by this dark blue awning that leans over the front. You can see a, uh, a bugbear standing outside and he's just got his arms crossed. And you see a line of people that are kind of starting to, to funnel in. It's not a long line, it's a couple people. Uh, by the time you make it down the street, the line has kind of already made it inside. And the bugbear just kind of looks down at you all and he says, uh, Welcome to the Lich on Ice. Mind you behave. Owner doesn't like any trouble. Wouldn't dream of it. So, no drinking. Drink all you like, friend. <laughs> just, uh... Uh, if you get too rowdy, uh, me and the boys will have to drag you out. It's a bit yeah, of a so higher class place, so just, uh, you know, be careful. Well, no drinking for me. Uh, <laughs> be wise and, <laughs> and appreciate the offer. Now, if anybody, just a small little percent, that, that, would, be, that would be fine. <laughs> but um, after last time, I'm, we're not too worried about... Uh, and he sort of just trails off, mumbling. I want to insight check him on his honesty here. <laughs> That's sure. a, a 19. Hang on. Avery's, Avery's going like, to be like, he's already at the bar. <laughs> he's already had some before he he's came like, in. He's like, just a little, but the secret item he bought was like a, a never-ending flask. And he's like, there's just a little in here. <laughs> Quite you funny. said you got a 19. Mm-hmm. He wants to drink so bad. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a five on deception. 
<laughs> well, let's go get uh, hammered then. Let's go. Whoa, he just said no trouble. <laughs> I mean, Bugbear just waves you inside. Uh, and as you enter, <clears throat> let's see. I wrote out a description. Going into the Lich on Ice, you see dark ebony wood flooring and walls with the same kind of dark wood um, accented by these very lovely golden color magical lamps. Uh, they seem to be Magi Tech, from those of you who spent time in Flanor and are familiar with the, the technology. Um, on, the, on the floor of this, this very immaculate looking bar, uh, is a very dark azure rug. You can see sleek black bar stools with silver and uh, or silver color, not necessarily silver, but silver colored um, legs that go down. Um, the tables are sleek and black. It's kind of the theme here. Uh, mostly get the picture. It's a lot of very sleek black chairs and tables and dark azure blue curtains and accents, golden lamps. Um, at the bar, you can see what looked to be these floating lights <clears throat> that lined the entire 15 feet of the bar. You see shelves stockpiled with many, many different kinds of liquor and alcohol, and light fog that kind of rolls around the drinks. Uh, the bartender that you can see <clears throat> SCL, you recognize him. Seems to be an elderly human male with a haircut where uh, it's slicked back, white hair, uh, a little shorter on the sides. His skin is very pale. His eyes are the color of golden amber. He's thin. He's wearing a black vest, black trousers, a white button-down shirt, long sleeve with the sleeves rolled up, and a dark blue bow tie. In the room <clears throat> itself, you can see many, many people. This place is popping. There's some light music playing, a live band. Uh, it's just kind of ambient, chill music. Uh, you can see SCL uh, Sal at one of the booths. And you can see uh, Fenric and Hopeless with him, the Warforged and the, uh, the, the Vulpin and the Warforged, respectively. Uh, you can see. Charlaya sitting at the bar, amongst a few other people. And uh, despite how busy it is, there are a couple of booths that are still open and some seats at the bar as well. Also, the, the faint smell of citrus fills the air. Essie will definitely make his way over to Sal and Fenrir. Can I come with you? Um, sure, but probably shouldn't have too many. I don't know how uh, tense this six. conversation's gonna be. You're right. I'm sorry. I got a little excited when I saw your other Warforged friend. I understand. There's the booths can seat um, three on each side. So if you want three of you can head that way. I grabbed Dara by the arm and dragged them along with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Well, gentlemen, do you but, want to head to the bar? Or certainly, I think I could. Um, I, I do have an <laughs> question, though. What is the uh, 
drinking age within this uh, establishment. I just wanted to. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Well, then we're oh, good. I'm good. We're good. Call it eight. But uh, yeah, I was just gonna say uh, they already walked off, right? Two of them. So, um, if if any of you want to go with them, then that's fine. I know he mentioned that his friend's a little bit jumpy, but uh, of course we can all have a conversation at the bar, maybe some things about our past or or a far day. And Jin Hai, I don't know as much about you as I do the rest of the group. It'd be nice to know a little bit more about your origins and even Clusion. I don't know you as much as. Uh, I do Dara or our old friend Gavik, but uh, I'd be interested in hearing your origins over a drink. Really? <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. So the, the four of you make your way to the bar? Oh, yeah. Certainly. Okay. Which group do I want to start with? Pick a number between one and four, Chase. Okay. Three. I got... Okay, yeah. We're going to start with the others. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> All right. Orifarne, Jinhai, <clears throat> Kushin, and Quill. The four of you make your way over to the bar. Um, grab some empty seats. Let's see. And uh, the bartender looks over at all of you and says, uh, Welcome to the, uh, the Lich on Ice. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, what can I get started for any of you? Uh, any specials today, or anything I should say unique? Hmm. Yes, let me examine my list here. Seriously, Googles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh... This feels, this feels like a bar that hands you a book that has, like, drinks that you've definitely heard of that have different names and a whole bunch of extra steps. No, That's no, no, exactly. no. <laughs> they hand you the Rolodex. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's actually what he does. He hands out, uh, like, a piece of parchment with printed on uh, different drinks. You can see different things from Gut Rot, Werewolf Blood, uh, Sleep Tonic, Dragon's Breath Vodka, uh... The special brew, the bushberry gin, the honeymead, surgeon's choice, mage's tickle. Orafani <laughs> is going to be the first one to put his hand on the menu and slide it over to whoever's next to him, and he says, "Just one tall gl glass of beer, please." And would you like this to be the Bodarian blend or something else? No, oh, there God. are many people uh, who do not approve of Bodarian practice. Oh, I'm not political in any sense like that. I just, uh, it's shit stuff. Just give me something else. I don't care what it is. He kind of like mumbles to himself and he's like, Bodarian brew is actually the number one rated beer. And okay. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a taste for it. I don't know. It's like some people can't taste. Uh... What's that shit that tastes like soap to some people? Oh, cilantro. uh, cilantro. 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 <laughs> cilantro. <laughs> it's, an IPA, it's like it's a everything gene. bad mixed in one. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're born with the gene. It tastes Bill, like soap. Bill is triggered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I actually personally really like IPAs because they make me feel great. But uh, uh, taste, come on. They're very, uh, but also very good. It's a weird blend. Um, yeah, he, he, you see him like reach down beneath the counter, grab a, a tall glass, and uh, goes up to one of these kind of very advanced looking machines in the back, kind of underneath the shelving. Uh, instead of seeing what you would expect of just like a barrel, you know, that's tapped, you can see this like very sleek black and silver. Um, with a white front where you can see the liquid inside of it and has a little label over it. And he he pulls the tap, <clears throat> brings it back, sets it down in front of you, the foam kind of bubbles up. And he says, uh, this is a uh, Redford. It's, it's okay. It's not uh, the highest rated, but it's uh, perhaps more your taste. It's got some spices and eh, you may enjoy Good man. I appreciate it. We'll open a tab. Okay. Where can I get the rest of you? Uh, I'm actually kind of interested in the uh, what's it, Sleepy Tonic? Said? Yes. The Sleep Tonic. <clears throat> this is a... <laughs> This is a drink that uh, we've been quite famous for. It essentially disables you from feeling strongly about anything for about eight hours so that you can get some much-deserved rest. Well, I was planning on having a conversation with you, not exactly, you know, you're just passing out first drink, (laughs) so... It won't make you fall asleep itself, but it will make you more amenable to relaxed atmospheric vibes. Definitely, in my opinion, a end-of-night drink. See. Or if your nerves are completely shot and you're on a date. <sighs> Sip or two. Who knows, maybe Jen High will get lucky tonight, man. Huh? <laughs> oh my. Maybe just a shot is what I was thinking. And perhaps sure. a, like a small shot of it for our friend here. It's a big guy. Might not affect him too much. What, what do you think, Jinhai? It's your drink. I, I still want to. I definitely still want to try it. Sure. He reaches over and grabs a, a fairly small glass, but it's definitely not a shot size. And he says, uh, to, to make up for your friend's large size, I'd hate to not give him the bang for his buck in terms of a shot, so uh, consider this on the house. And he fills up the drink and hands it to you, and you sniff it. You can smell uh, faint hints of lavender and chamomile amidst something else that's a little bit harder to place. Uh, something that doesn't smell like It's hard to Make describe. A, I was going to say, can I, like, does it, like, ring any bells from, like, my home or anything? No. No. Uh, if, you, if you had to guess, just smelling it, you're almost filled with the sense of if, if magic had a smell, 
just by its nature, it would smell like this. And you already know that it openly will alter your mood. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll just like in our time over here, just take small sips from it. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. The uh, the tall, thin, almost gaunt man turns to look at Clucian. And for you, friend. What uh? What makes that uh? What was it? Dragon's Breath vodka special? Is that ah. just a kind of vodka? I'm not familiar at all. <laughs> well, it's not the best quality vodka by far, but it's very spicy. And the spicy kick makes a shot of vodka taste far stronger than it actually is. Uh, and believe me, there have been plenty of people who. I cannot handle this drink. They spit it out as if they were a dragon themselves. Well, that sounds like it could be interesting to try. I think, uh, I think we'll give that one a go. We'll see what happens here. All right. Pours the drink, slides it down the bar. And for you, it turns to look at Quill. DM, I do have a question about a monk ability. Mm-hmm. Would you consider oh. alcohol a poison? <laughs> I would. Yep. Yes. Okay. So Quill's just going to flick a switch in his head and just make himself immune to poison for just a few <laughs> minutes here. <laughs> sure. And um, he's going to ask if he has anything that's like um, not frozen solid, but, you know, some sort of frozen drink. Um, something fruity is what I'm looking mm. for. Uh, something, something with maybe just a little bit of a, a sourness to it, and he goes on to describe basically anything you would find at a Jimmy Buffett's. Sure, <laughs> sure. Kind <laughs> uh, of just nods solemnly, and he he goes back, and you see him go into one of the other kind of sleek boxes, and you can see it like he starts pouring out this liquid that's a bit more thick and frozen. And uh, you see him mixing a bunch of different things into it, and he sets it down next to you, and he says, uh, they call this one a Wallachian Sour. I think you may enjoy. I'm not sure if I've ever been to Wallachia. You're there right now, my friend. <laughs> like, looks up. You would, think, you, you would think that I had already been drinking, because my short-term memory isn't too great. I was just on a oh. beach recently, and so I thought maybe I would... Uh, Reminisce and have something <laughs> a little tropical. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think this one will do for you. I think it'll do you just fine. <clears throat> but where I lack in intelligence, I make up for in constitution. You'll see. <laughs> I could drink five of these, or a farney, maybe a uh, challenge of sorts. <laughs> oh God. You're so small, of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, you love to see it. <laughs> I wish oh, there was right. a way yeah. a person could counterspell the immunity <laughs> somehow, <laughs> but So, this is the thing is I don't know if it means that I'm because it says purity of body, you are immune to disease and poison. I wonder if that means Quill can never get drunk again since 
getting that ability or if he can just like turn that off for a little while so the, he, you know so technically he's already peaked it's just downhill from here you'll yes. see <laughs> you'll see you'll see <laughs> this name this place has a name for a reason well he's like make a wisdom too. saving throw make a charisma saving throw i'm like wait <laughs> what about constitution <laughs> So yeah, pour me up one of those, please. Let's let's absolutely. Okay. Pours one for you. Sets it down in front of you. How do you want to do this? I was just going to toast to all four of us, our our new frown newfound friendship, as well as our um I would say camaraderie back when we didn't have our weapons. We did well. We decided to turn a religion against their own ambitions and change their history a little bit and some decisions in the future. I'm glad we all decided to do that. That was, that was really fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt very unanimous, didn't it? <laughs> Unlike anything I've ever seen. Very unanimous, very unanimous. <laughs> Thank you for pointing such a thing out. But anyway, well, he, he takes a... That, yeah. the, the bartender's just looking at you like, I'm sorry, you did what? Figure <laughs> <laughs> oh of speech. Figure of speech. Figure of speech. He just like slowly nods and starts polishing a glass with a rag. <laughs> Moves down the bar. <clears throat> You notice, Quill, uh, when you say that to him, his eyes are, are very slightly glowing yellow. Is something I should be concerned about? They just seem normal. Like, you know, it's just he just he looks racial. like a he looks like an extremely pale human with slightly glowing eyes. <laughs> so wait, is, is so this is Geralt of Will the only one that drink? <laughs> Is Quill the only one that notices this? <laughs> yeah, what about everyone's passive? Well, what's your passives? That's I'm the not question. There. I know you're not there. Or Farney doesn't notice it. Clution, you'll notice, yeah. What are you, Jinhai? 16. 16. Uh, I'll say you notice it too. Yeah. Upon yeah. seeing this, Clue uses primeval awareness. <laughs> 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 so I check to see if there are any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, phase, feeds, or undead within a mile of us. He read that on a list too out loud. Definitely. Uh, I always appreciate you reading that so I don't have to look it up every time. Um, <laughs> you definitely get a ping for undead. Fascinating. <laughs> does it, wait, does it tell you exactly where, or does it tell you, hey, there's things in this area? No. No. Clusha looks at Clusha like looks at Orofarne, and he's like, "You're living, right? Like actually living." <laughs> he just kind of he pokes his chest a little bit, <laughs> pulls out his kukri, stabs his hand a little bit. He's like, "From what I believe, so yeah." <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, cool. Good deal. Yeah. Jin Hai. So, hmm? He's kind of like... You? He's got his like uh, hand wrapped around completely around the cup. Kind of like... This 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 is really nice. You guys should have this. It's really really nice. I like it a lot. Really nice. Really nice. Sorry, you were saying you're saying something earlier about a toast quill. Yes, I was just saying we should toast to our camaraderie and our unanimous decision to. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, what the hell? These drinks are really good. So, and he just <laughs> got guns. That's funny. Lifts up. Uh, yeah, I, I lift this glass. Lucian will try to take a drink of his too. Do I have to see if I spit it out? <laughs> <laughs> roll, uh, fuck, what do we want to roll for this? Roll a, uh, endurance check. It'll get you one step closer to Ginny. <laughs> I got I've been standing on that for a while. I got a four on my endurance check. Oh, four. <laughs> you see Clushin take a sip of this drink and like, like, uh, did you take a sip or did you take like a full drink? Like, I took like a sip. Okay. You but see I was going Clushin at it with confidence. I was pretty sure this wasn't going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm mid toast. He just like raises, takes a sip, and immediately you see his face just kind of turn a little bit red, and he just spits it out. He's kind of like trying to spit it into his hand and like not make a huge mess, but spit, yeah. dude. Are you kidding me? Put that on my shirt. <laughs> or if Arnie's uh, gonna be like, you got a problem, bro? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Make this outside. Oh, you wanna go, bro? You wanna go right now, bro? <laughs> like, buddy, you that's, learn that's pretty hot. Shit. You're not. You wanna try it, or if Arnie? Try it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> First of Arnie. I've got resistance to fire. Does that do anything? <laughs> no. It's not fire. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I've had two great opportunities to use that, and I've been I turned down. I know. And this isn't I a con live. save; it's an endurance check. This is endurance. I live to thwart you. It Where just makes me feel good. There is endurance. That's not it's one down of our towards new ones. the bottom. It yes. is. It's above knowledge. Did I just never have this on my list? You I don't think so. I don't have it. Son of a bitch! I think you fail by default. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. It is, I believe it's Constitution. That's con, and if you have proficiency or not. I would say you do just because of your background. Um, so you can do your con plus your proficiency bonus. Excellent, excellent. Uh, just a d20 roll. Plus seven. 19. Yeah, you definitely hold it down. You can see, like, you can feel a bit of that spice, but you hold that shit down. I take, like, half a good drink, and I'm just looking Clushin right in his eyes, and you don't even see a smirk or a squint, and he just swallows it. He's like, ah, got a little kick to it. Not bad. I probably got all the hot part off the top. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it to Quill. Uh, it can't be so bad. Uh, Excelsior, <laughs> as they say, huh? I think that's Alcacessor. <laughs> <laughs> A 13 Quill got. 13. 
you feel that spice in the back of your throat as you swallow it. You keep it down, but like you definitely have to resist the urge to spit it out. You're like... <clears throat> you know how a bird does, where they kind of just like shake their heads or whatever, just like <laughs> back around. He's just like... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Jenhai. Uh, have fun, man. <laughs> how much? How much is left in the glass? Not a lot. <laughs> okay. Enough yeah, for I'll, like a swig. I'll take a swig. Uh, I rolled a nineteen. Nineteen. Same as Orifarne. You definitely feel the spice, uh, but. You know, you're a big guy. Not a lot of drink. <laughs> you feel that spice, you just power through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... But you definitely think that if you had had a full glass of that shit, ooh. <laughs> See what the problem is, Clusion, as I, like, hand the glass back over to him. My goodness. Say <laughs> <laughs> we learned Clusion is... Uh... <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> uh, Oof. Uh, worse. Lucian, what so can we get you? I almost it, an alternative. Arky, get this think? man a glass of milk. <laughs> I don't need a glass of milk. <laughs> Goodness. I would take yeah, some milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'll try that. Uh, I'll try that beer that Orphan I didn't want. The good one. Okay. Oh, sure. The Bodarian brew. Yeah. Yeah. Pours your yeah, tall glass. Neither my favorite nor least favorite experience with anything involving a dragon, but. <laughs> Pours you a tall glass. Um, tastes pretty good. Tastes pretty damn good, actually. Uh, you can tell that this is very high quality. I'll leave uh, it to your imagination to determine what exactly uh, it could be, because I don't know. <laughs> um, Whatever your favorite I'm, kind of beer is, it's that. I imagine it like an a, uh, amber of some sort. Bill's yeah, like, actually, it's a space camper. Or uh, like that. <laughs> I mean, that that's pretty good. Space camper, other beers are available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I thought maybe you meant like it was whatever was whoever drank it like it was what their like favorite beer is, kind of like, like how to like the person's taste, kind of like how in Percy Jackson like the god food was whatever you thought was good food. <laughs> that joke never gets old though. Good old Ambrosia. <clears throat> Switching sides a little bit. <clears throat> STL and Dara. Yes. You begin walking toward uh, the other group of Sal and Finric and Hopeless. And uh, <clears throat> you see Sal as this kind of lanky but muscular one-armed man. One, I was going to um, ask about that. Okay. The missing arm has been replaced uh, with what looks to be an arm similar to Dara's. Some kind of metal arm. Um, he is wearing uh, these dark green cloak 
with just simple leather armor that's had quite a few scratches and nicks taken out of it. Uh, and then dark gray trousers with brown boots. <clears throat> he has a couple of daggers belted to his hips and a long sword. It's kind of like leaning up against the table. Has like a bit of a, a, a bird claw kind of by the hilt. I was just going to say that the scimitar that I have I'm, is not attuned yet, so it's not poofed out of the... for sure. your uh, notes. Sure, sure. Um, then you look at Fenric, and Fenric is a three-foot-tall Vulpin, a fox-like person uh, who has goggles on top of his head. He looks like he's wearing very dirty mechanics overalls with like a white stained shirt and blue overalls over the top. Uh, he's got like wrenches and tools kind of tucked in his belt. Doesn't seem to have any outward weapons on him. And then you have Hopeless, who is a fairly large and wide warforged, who has these glowing red eyes and uh, looks a bit worse for wear. <laughs> like their parts, like their their body parts, are very. Uh, it looks like they've been sitting underwater for an extremely long amount of time. Let's put it that way. It's like oxidized metal and, and just not great looking. I want to approach them in such a way that they can see us coming to it, like not uh, from their blind sure. spot. Easy to do. <clears throat> As you begin to approach, uh, land in Salvatore kind of like raises his working hand uh, and he says, uh, STL, it's good that you could join us. Mind if, if we sit? By all means, he gestures to the empty seats. Who's your friend here? Oh, this is Dara. We've been traveling for a little bit of time. Dara. He kind of like looks down at the table and, and you can see him like flex the mechanical army has. And he says, it's good to meet you, Dara. My name is Landon Salvatora. This is Fenric, as he kind of gestures toward the Vulpin, and our, our friend Hopeless. Dara's going to turn to shake their hands. They... Sure. Yeah, they'll all shake your hand. As you shake Hopeless's, you, despite his hulking size, his handshake is very brittle almost. Like, you feel like you could crush the metal of his hand quite easily. So. Take a seat. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're just going to take a seat. They're holding back their excitement. <clears throat> take a seat. Fenric takes a look at his, uh, and then looks up at Sal and says, Yeah, so, uh, so you arrest the LD survive somehow or what's what's going on? I grab the mask and just shadow it over my face. You know, see you. And put says, back on the hip. Says, yeah, but we, we saw you die. Uh, well, no, we didn't see it, but, you know, we saw you get buried. So we thought that maybe, you know, you, you were dead. And yet here you are not dead. Are you some kind of fucking zombie? You're not wrong that I died. Okay. So, it's complicated. And I'm going to need a little bit of assistance to tell the story. 
Um, are there like somebody walking around serving drinks? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pull out a little. Um, it looks like a little copper horn, and I'm gonna cast message towards the barkeep. Kind of wave at him, message saying, "Hey, can I just get an ale?" You see him for a moment, look up at you, and stand very still for about five seconds. And then he just immediately gets to work making it and uh, hands it off to one of the waiters to bring to you. Shortly after, ale. I take a good three or four swigs of it. Like I said, you're not wrong watching the other me die and be buried. You see him just like looking between hopeless and Sal, just like the other, the other. When you play with portals and the gods get involved, things get messy. You see him just like lay a hand on, uh, on Sal's metal arm. And he just says, uh, yeah, we uh we kind of have a little experience with that ourselves too. I give them a brief rundown of the whole thrown forward in time, different timeline appearing, leaving out for... large <laughs> details. I don't tell them where I where it reappeared, but that I met Dora. Okay, sure, sure. <clears throat> Sal looks at you both, and then kind of looks at the bar, and he says, uh, "So." Those people we saw you with at the the Grove, those are your new companions, huh? They were there when I first regained my memories, and I heard what happened to the people I was with, so I figured that was folly to try to find them. Fair enough. Fair play, yeah. But hey, I mean, it's good seeing you. All things right. considered. Yes, it's obviously good to see you alive and moving and not in a casket. Um, Troubling to some degree, but good. What I wanted to tell you about, I I wasn't sure if you'd heard any of the news that's been going around the Green Sea lately. Uh, I'm going to start with something joyous, I suppose. Uh... He just kind of glances at his companions and says, well, look, um, the Slaver's Roost operation has been destroyed. That's good news. Yeah, bringing the Archon down wasn't very easy, but we managed it. And I just give him, I give him the biggest smirk. <laughs> he's like halfway through a drink and he just like pauses and looks at you and he's like, that was you guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, sure. Very, very great work. Uh, the entire Green Sea thanks you. Uh, huh. What, what about your companions? Did any of them... He takes a big swig. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, we can't all be so lucky, I suppose. Other news I thought would be pertinent to tell you once I first saw you, and clearly you've been doing some traveling, so perhaps you've got a hand in this as well. Uh, 
he kind of lowers his voice and he says, were you involved at all with the takeover in Torvala? No. Because this is textbook STL. And I thought I should ask. Look, in Torvala, a plague has been sweeping that nation for several months, and in Xanderhold they started burning large swaths of the city. That uh, he's kind of like picking at something on his face, and he's like, primarily the poorer parts of the city. And this was just one insult a bit too far for many of the civilians who were then forced into camps to, to cordon them off in case they had the plague. And then shortly after that, they were forced into the mines with war imminent between Stalbrook and Torvala. And people started to see through it for what it was. Uh, they think the plague was made by the Empire in order to subdue the people and get them to work as slaves. Regardless, uh, the news was that something reached our ears a, a few few weeks ago, a few top ago. They said that in the mines, everybody saw a, a bright light that began to burn any who, who were in its presence. And that person started leading some kind of a, I think they called it the Peasant's Army. Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with this, but apparently they marched on Verdia, the capital. And, and the crown, the emperor, he hired one of the largest groups of mercenaries I've ever heard of and put them to work to guard the city. And they turned. They joined the peasants' army. Many of the Bordina, the, the knights and the guards of the Empire, turned their backs on the Empire as well, in favor of the people, all led by this mysterious person, and I thought perhaps that would be you. How long ago did you say this happened? Oh, it couldn't have been three top, maybe? It was close to the New Year. That times pretty accurately, then. I no longer have any points to where the halo should have should be. I see. Well, then, good news is that you have not died. Because, apparently, I, I thought, you know, since I've seen you, maybe you've... I don't know how these timelines work, but, uh, you see, they... They killed the Emperor. Dragged him from the castle and butchered him in the streets. Like animals. Uh, which <laughs> didn't help their cause too much with the mercenaries and the Bordina who actually believed in them. Uh, and then... They claim to have executed the Emperor's family. The Prince. The queen, the little princess, but no bodies have been found, so shaky at best, who knows. People will say things to retain power once they 
get it. Uh, after the violent takeover in Tovola, the figure that, that would wear white armor and burn things around them with light uh, was said to have been killed. He just kind of looks up at you. He just kind of looks up at you and says, uh, that wasn't you. But you did die before, so I thought that having seen you now, maybe... He looks a bit exasperated. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. He had a theory, and it's just completely unraveled. Things tend to get a little uh, messy when Remrez are involved, that's for sure. That also explains why I still feel that connection loosely. All I know is that the city-states of Tuvala have split from the Empire, and the peasants' army has split as well into more local factions and civil war is dominating the area at the moment all different city-states vying to see who will become the victor and take the power I assume so just a warning I suppose don't head to Torvala for a while until uh, it settles down yeah but that makes me more concerned on who Vix is going to choose next he looks over at, at Fenric and just kind of shrugs and says, I couldn't tell you. Apparently, whoever she chose this time was pretty homicidal. What's more curious is that she's not tried to force her way back to me. Takes a drink. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Vix says... The goddess that uh, possessed my soul for the last 27 years. Yeah, Vix is the deceased goddess of life and death. Okay. That was out of character, because I forgot who Vix was. It's been that long. And I was still going (laughs) to answer in character to make it even better. Okay. Okay. I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember who Vix is. Dara Hopeless has been staring at you for a very long time. That's awkward. And you kind of like are looking at Sal as he's talking. You can just kind of see it out of the corner of your eye. And he sees you catch his eye for a brief moment. And he just goes, hello. You're like me, yes? The battle ready creatures that are not quite living and not quite dead. Yeah, it's it's been really exciting seeing more and more of of us. It's there. There are more. Yes, you didn't know <laughs> either. No, I I have been uh, kind of looks at Fenric and says uh, bathing for the past uh, <laughs> long time. Still trying to work out exactly. How long it was. Bathing. I was in the sea when this one found me and pulled me up. Oh my. Yes, uh, I cannot swim. 
and uh, a bit too heavy. And the ocean is a very big place, and eventually you get tired of walking. Yeah. You didn't just try to walk up. You know? I, again, I, I must have fallen someplace near the center, I think, because I walked for many years and just never seemed to find the right direction. How would you know which direction you would be going in the ocean? Exactly, exactly. It well, was okay. I met some very interesting creatures down there. So, What do you mean by that? I mean whales and sharks and dolphins and all kinds of creatures as I traveled underwater. And eventually I met some uh, very strange folk, uh, very... Very humanoid, like your friend, but uh, dark-colored, uh, greenish, greenish-black almost. It's hard to tell underwater, but luckily our night vision can kick in at times. <laughs> they were interesting. I got to see the cities and be part of them for a time until uh, their undoing arrived, I suppose. Knowledge check on which people he's talking about. I would say make a history. Or history. Check. It's always history. For this um, one. Oh, wow. I rolled high this time. 25. 25. You can suspect that he is talking about the quite ancient uh, Triton culture that used to be present in the Green Sea that is no longer present in the Green Sea. That is cool. Nobody knows what happened because, again, they tend to stay underwater. But uh, the best guess that historians have for it is that either there was some kind of portal opened back to the plane of water and they said, fuck it, <laughs> and left. Or they were under attack or civil war or something of that nature. Okay. Uh, so I'll mention that I'm that you're talking about the Tritons. Yes, that was their name. Yes, yes. Wow. It's been so long, it's easy to forget. You might have solved a world history question there because no one actually knows what happened to them. Oh, they were experimenting with planar travel, trying to bring in... <laughs> well... I should not speak ill of my host for so many centuries. Uh, long story short, they were at war and they were seeking advantages and those advantages destroyed them. I wonder if that's what happened to us when we came through. Because I don't remember much of what happened before and I'm not too concerned with it now since it's in the past and I'm currently in the present. But you should... You should come and meet the others. We've established a little little town at the moment. Me and my friend Zelos, another wolf, not Steelborn, and um, it would be really nice to have you. When, of course, it's convenient and you're not on business. I am not on business. I, and he looks again at Fenric, and Fenric just kind of smiles up at him. Fenric smiles up at him, and he says, I am not 
quite on business. Uh, just have been hanging out with my new buddy here who saved my life and has given me a new life, even. Um, but you say there are more of, of our kind, uh, and, and you can direct me there. Yes. I would be happy to, to, to investigate further and find them. And Fenric uh, looks up and he says, Yeah, I, uh, I could take you there, wherever it is, uh, you know. What, what kind of journeys are you guys on now? Well, uh, Sal here is uh, trying to figure out what's happening with himself. He, there was some weird kind of portal that opened up a long time ago, uh, shortly after the lot of you left for Doran, and uh, he got sucked through. And when he came back, he had a metal arm, and uh, he doesn't remember a whole lot else. So we're trying to figure out what it is. He thinks it has something to do with the Kadori and the prophecy, and he's not entirely certain. Well, the place she's talking of is Karf. Do you know where that is? Yeah, it's that dead island uh, to the southwest of here, right? No, it's not overrun by Minotaurs. Not anymore. Oh. That's actually the staging port where we took the roost from. Fenric looks at Hopeless and looks at Sal and says, well, maybe this would be a good place. We could head down there, meet more of your kind, do a little tinkering, figure out how to make you work again. Then there's a gentleman there that could help Sal unlock those memories. Well, this, sounds like a, this sounds like it could be a very fortuitous... Venture for us, what do you say, gang? And Hopeless just kind of excitedly slams his fist a little bit too hard on the on the dark glass table, just like cracking it. It's like black marble, just cracking it a bit under the weight of his hand, and he says, I, I would love to do this. I just quickly use mending to fix the table. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> table gets fixed. Uh... He kind of excitedly chatters on for a couple of minutes about what that means to him, and we're going to switch groups. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> you gentlemen at the bar. Having a few drinks. What are you up to? You're muted, buddy. <laughs> all right dogs barking all the time i just it's the the standard to just be muted when you're not talking um <clears throat> so collusion tell me a little bit more about your elven heritage your family i mean we are in a sense cousins after all uh maybe not cut from the exact same cloth but our lineage is the same uh yeah probably kind of i'm not from exactly here here at all <laughs> but yes so i mean we're elves but i'm from a different world kind of thing but um i i only remember my family fondly but not well i left them at a quite young age hmm. how'd you do that well there was a noise in the forest and so i went and found it <laughs> 
and that's okay. it. I did. Uh, that's it. I mean, it's kind of the short version. Yeah, that was <laughs> when I uh, met the first of my swarm, and then just kind of stayed out in the in the woods and never really felt like I needed to go back. That's fair enough. I landed a couple ties myself back to my uh, my hometown, rather. Uh, my buddy Bantu and I, we left together, set sail, and never looked back ourselves. Of course, he was a Goliath. He wasn't an elf, but, uh, you know. Do you ever think about it now? Going back home? Uh, yeah. Not really. Uh, people there kind of treated me like shit. So... I just kind of was raised by a couple who, you know, orphaned me rather, but they didn't do too much to try to parent, you know. But, um, so as soon as I was able to be <laughs> smart enough and skilled enough to be able to take care of myself, I built a shack on the beach and lived there until eventually <clears throat> decided to leave the aisle, so. Well, I mean, going... Going back with an obsidian arm would be kind of terrifying to some people. Well, probably not as terrifying as being a devilkin. So, you know, <laughs> in a small village where everybody knows everybody and, uh, you know, your mother died in your childbirth and your mother had friends and family and, you know, those people don't look down on you too fondly. As he says with a smile and he... Takes a drink. Well, doesn't that mean I think that Quill has to? Aren't you guys still competing? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say as a, I would say maybe a exuberance of my confidence. You already lost the moment you picked up that cup, my new friend. Why's that? I have a lot of confidence in my ability to maintain my sober status. Me too. Oh, Listen. you're not worried about it? No. You, I'm feeling you fine. clock the bartender listening to all of this. From the moment you said you were from another world, he was keyed into your conversation. Oh, <laughs> okay. Do we need to have another drink and keep this thing going? What's the strongest alcohol that you sell? Oh, here we go. You want the strongest? Okay. He just kind of like considers for a moment, looks back behind him, leans his hands on the on the bar kind of out behind him and kind of leans back just reading the different labels and thinking for a moment uh and he says hmm yes i think that'll do hmm well, i think if i mix a bit of the this torvalin gin mix it with some Solbrook and vodka it's not gonna taste good but it'll be a hell of a strong drink. <laughs> Fun. Mixes it up. Throws in a few extra little juicy citrusy bits and tries to make it taste just a little bit better. <laughs> I'm just seeing absinthe here. 
Yeah. Uh, ethanol. Mm. Pours it all in, mixes it up, hands the drinks to you both. You gotta cleanse the palate first, you know? He swigs the mm. beer and just finishes his glass and sets it down before picking up the other one. Mine is empty, so I can't look quite as cool. <laughs> well, cheers then, huh? Cheers it is to... And he looks at everybody else, Jinhai, Klushin, to good friends and new beginnings. Klushin, as they both take their drinks, you watch the bartender just underneath the... A little bit out of reach, but you see his forearm flexing as he's definitely wiggling his fingers. You see his lips just very imperceptibly moving. <laughs> you about to drug us through magical means? <clears throat> or Farney downs it. Okay. You should smirks, but he tries to play it off like it's the cheers. He just kind of like cheers <laughs> drinks a little bit. <laughs> I've seen that move in real life <laughs> from Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, he looks at the both of you. Yeah, you tipped it up. Right. He looks at both oh, of you and says, uh, "How do you gentlemen feel?" How do I? Or Orfarne, you feel okay. You're definitely buzzed. If you drink much more, you're going to be drunk. Uh, this was a stupidly strong drink. You'll probably be drunk in 10 minutes regardless. Uh, Quill. You feel very buzzed. You're not drunk. You're very buzzed. And you feel that old feeling of drunkenness start to wash over you. But it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> You're not drunk. Not yet. <clears throat> But it feels like your protections that you have against that poison have been altered <laughs> for this encounter. <laughs> From His a bartender relaxed. who is incredibly smug. <laughs> incredibly powerful. I just look over at the bartender <laughs> in confusion. He gives you a wink. <laughs> is a strong drink i told you and i say thank you i was once immune to the capabilities of your drinks but now my wings feel relaxed and um is it normal that my toes feel weird <laughs> you hear him like mutter something he's like it could be a side effect of the spell Huh. Yes. Yes, it's completely normal. Mm. So and he kind of he looks over at Orifarne <laughs> and just like they make eye contact and Quill just starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um as we're kind of sitting at this bar and after that exchange, I'm gonna ask uh, the bartender. Uh so how did this place come to fruition? Like, how how did you guys decide to, like, make this place? You mean the Lich on Ice? 
Uh, it's <clears throat> it is you know uh, the establishment that prides itself on the finer things, uh, and we thought um, the drinks are so powerful, a lich would have made them. Really interesting. I like that. He's like nodding up and down, just like yep. <laughs> He's got like a, a short goatee. And you see his hand just like shoot up instinctively to scratch the goatee, and then immediately he pulls it back down as if he's remembering he's in public and he's trying to look dignified. He's like, <clears throat> I've been running time, for, um... Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Finally, somebody appreciates the finer things. <laughs> this took me a very long time to create. And by a very long time, I mean literally a very, very, very long time. I m- definitely older than your friend here. And he like points at Clucian. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to point at Quill. I'll be like, oh, this is not very long. That was the bait and switch. <laughs> uh, how old are you, by the way? I mean, you, you look like an adult. I mean, you could be anywhere between 35 and 120. I'm blessed that you think I look as young as 35. Uh, thank you. Clucian. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> that's less kind. <laughs> you, my friend, uh, I could say you look 23 if you would like, but uh, I was talking about my elf friend over here. I could look 23 if you would like. Sure. <laughs> she, looks at the bartender, she looks at the bartender. He's like, wait, so you don't think I look like I could be 35? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I assume that you were at least in your 60s or 70s as an elven man. Uh, hmm. uh, anyway. I don't <laughs> think so. It looks like at Aura Farde is like, I think I'm like late 30s-ish. Hmm. He's like, you know, the whole leaving home at a young age and stuff. I didn't really keep track of days and years necessarily. Well, I have to say... That's my best guess. It's something very special. Yes, something very special indeed. I don't know what I really like to think about. Is that... Uh, you see his... his okay? You see him... Tom Hardy has entered between, the chat. No, no, no. You see him <laughs> shift between, like, three or four accents in the span of one sentence, and he catches himself. <laughs> and yeah. he pings himself on the head with the palm of his hand. And he says... <clears throat> I think I got stuck in something for a minute. <clears throat> my head's Does a little your sore. your arm hurt or no? But my smell burnt toast. Or... <laughs> <laughs> it's a stroke. Yes, uh, I do have a bit of a headache. And he rubs the obsidian part of his forehead. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, we're still drinking, right, Quill? How far can you and accurately can you throw? Things. <laughs> oh no! God. I do. Uh, I I remember. Uh, I, I think it was you. Maybe had a spear. Or... Oh, Clucian, you're good at that. Let's see. And he just keeps touching his face, and he's like, he puts his hand on his beak and sort of like traces it, and just like kind of looks at his hand right afterward. Just kind of. <laughs> In reality, vibing right now. 
Hi is trying to well, hide I... the fact that he has five jav- javelins sticking out of his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> just shuffles uh, a little bit. Yeah, just a hey. little bit. <laughs> oh no! Well, I don't no, know. No, this no. is the this is the place for that, but no, outside it is. <laughs> This is Malacca. We're on vacation. Fucking, fucking hell! It just sound like a sound like an old man in a nursing home. Just like no, no, no. Outside, outside is. We're leaving. We're going. Oh God, I love it. Love it. Um. Well, you know, I think I might need another. You think we're are we still drinking? You said. I don't even. Yeah, of course. Course. Yeah, All right. As you say that, another. as you say that, should just stare at or or a fart with this face. It's like God, please say no, please say no, please say no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving you that Jack Nicholson like evil grin and nod, like. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see the bartender uh, duck back behind the bar and refill the drinks. But Clushin and Jinhai uh, and Quill, what is your passive uh, perception? Eighteen. 18. So you see as well. Um, you're a little bit out of it, so you can't be totally sure, but it looks like he's adding less alcohol into these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm paying for... I'm just kidding. He's not going to say that. <laughs> he sets him in front of you, uh, and this time you don't see him make any hand signs or, or anything like that. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. He'll uh, hold up his cup with Orofarne. Get ready for a really good night, my friend. I plan on he, it. He, he can't even hold the cup straight. <laughs> <laughs> Orofarne's leaning on the bar just like 10% too much, but he's still mostly there. <laughs> and then drinks. He takes okay. his too. Both of you make an endurance check. Oh, no. Uh, roughly how long has it been, like, time-wise? Probably, like, half an hour or so. <clears throat> Indomitable. I'm going to re-roll that. That was a 14. I'm just being safe here. It's better. Uh, 21. Am I still immune? Or... <laughs> Please. Get it, like, an auto-20? Not just yet. It's a fucking ten. And, okay. Or <laughs> you take this drink and you're you're pretty damn you're you're there. You're there. But you're okay. But you're there. And you know you're there. Quill, <clears throat> you drink this drink and you kind of was like, oh gosh, you're like leaning a little bit. You smack it down, hand kind of shaking as you bring it up. Drink it down and you're like <clears throat> And it just hits you like all at once. You're like, fuck, I'm drunk. And as soon as you think that, the poison immunity kicks in and you're back to being sober and you're like. Uh, well, that was uneventful. What did you do back there? I, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to do it again? Yes, I'm on vacation. <laughs> sure. You see him make another couple signs with his fingers and mutter something, and he hands you another drink, and he says, Inhibitors are off, my friend. Rest of the night. Enjoy. 
All night. Oh, that's fun. I, I can't say anything. All right. Another Uru Farda. <laughs> He's just going to keep pushing you. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I, I I can take yours, Orofane, if you don't if you don't feel like it. Yeah, get your mama over there to, you know. Bartender, pour two more. One for me, one for him. Let's get him involved. Sure. Two. He looks at Lucian and he says, "Do you want anything, Elven friend?" <laughs> I'm still fine with the beer. Somebody's got to uh, try to keep at least one of them under control. I I understand. Designated cart driver and all. Yes, I, I get it. <laughs> Or Farnay, you are the one who opened tab, and I know that you've been drinking a little bit. I just want you to know what you're kind of getting yourself into. You just ordered four. Between right? you and me, I don't have a single copper piece in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in you, the but liquid. hopefully in one of your pockets, right? Nope. <laughs> the liquid in your glasses just disappears instantly. <laughs> it's okay. Oh! It's okay. Yeah, you can fill it back. I, I have, like, a lot. Don't worry. Snaps his fingers and it reappears. <laughs> and what were you gonna I, say, I, Chase? I was just gonna ask, can we clock that this is happening from across the bar? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like you can <laughs> okay. look over and see them. <laughs> like kind of like whoa. Fucking, fucking okay. Will turns around and looks at you guys and like, hey. <laughs> hey God. I just want to make hands. sure we're not like so focused on <laughs> Okay. You're having this serious discussion. You guys just look back. You see them like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. No, I'll mm. have one more, but uh, <clears throat> I need to stay on my toes just in case we need to fight something. You know. Oh, well, I'm on my toes. Mm. I'm also one like on my heels and my my palms, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Your toe thumbs. Yeah. Sitting down. Thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other Garuda in here? Uh, there are two of them, yes, in one of the booths. They look like they're having, like, a nice romantic evening together, going out to the bar. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. Shoot your oh, shot! No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it is. Oh, no. What's his shot? <laughs> hmm. Cheers, okay. Will. Cheers. Jinhai, are you cheersing too? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you all take down the drink. Or Farne, make a uh, <laughs> make an endurance check. Natural twenty for a twenty-seven. You're still you're doing pretty good. You're about the same as you were before. You are not more drunk yet. <laughs> You feel all right. You feel confident that like you're still in control of your faculties. Uh, Bartender, start, like leaning heavily to the left. You're like leaning heavily to the left for a moment. You're like, I meant to do that. <laughs> like, you're, you're you're drunk, but you're not in any danger of uh, going above board. I like it. Good. Is the bartender still standing over here? He is, yeah. Clusha's <clears throat> gonna kind of like lean forward, and be like, "You seem to be quite good at this. How long have you been tending bar here?" Let me give or take. Uh, what is it? What's the current year? Um, five thirty-two. What era? Third era. A long time. <laughs> 
Gotcha. <laughs> oh, uh, that, that, that's amazing. Five to third era. How long? He's like, like scratches the back of his head for a moment, like genuinely trying to figure it out. And he's like, so back in the second era, year 127 to, but how long did that last? I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, a long time. Give or take close to a thousand, maybe. Well, you look good for it. Thanks. <laughs> I um, I I work out. Yes. He's like, oh, I can tell. Very clearly, does not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what they say: eat your vegetables, uh, eat your greens, go walking or running at least once a day. Uh, you um, know who will want to know how to live to a thousand? Quill. Quill will want to know all about this. Oh, it's quite simple, really, Quill. Uh, he kind of like leans forward on the bar and says, it's, it's quite simple, really. You just have to eat your vegetables and, uh, like I said, get your cardio in every day and uh, find ancient texts that uh, help you supplant new life into your own. And over the decades, you learn that that may not have been the most healthy and rational approach at gaining eternal life, and maybe you made a few missteps along the way and killed a few villages, but you look back on it now and realize in the age of autumn that despite everything, you're a pretty good person. If I ever have a daughter, I think I'll name her Autumn. Good choice, friend. This is a good word. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna die at 25, but it's okay. Well, now, oh no, no, I was just gonna say that um, Clusion, I'm telling Jenny about this entire conversation. I don't okay. know. I don't know what's going on between the two of you. <laughs> My God, his and face I'm, on the stream. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> here's the thing. If I were Jenny, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't condone such a behavior from some a member of the Emerald Feet, the Emerald Order. <laughs> um, oh my! Or Farnay. Yeah. <clears throat> How are you feeling? Well, I have to say that I'm feeling pretty. God damn it, Dickie! He hits himself in the head. <clears throat> I have to say, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'm just kind of coasting at this point. How do you do oh. your accent like that? Not on purpose. I have weird headaches sometimes. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. But you were saying, I think you had uh, think you would add something to say, or I, I did. Right? I was going to lean over to the bartender and say, uh, <clears throat> "Excuse me, old boy." Um, I was going to say when I opened the tab and started drinking. I had completely forgotten that I had spent all of my money just a couple hours ago. Um, if when you close down at the end of the night, if the tab is not covered or mine is not covered, I would be happy to clean glasses tomorrow or tonight after you close or something. Uh, Judging by the tab so far, you would be cleaning glasses for a few years at least. 16, 17 weeks, sure. 
Or I could yes. just get you something tomorrow. Whichever. Yes. Well, whatever oh, works, yes. Uh, well, look, your friend said he had the gold, so I wouldn't worry too heavily. Uh, just, just, uh, just how much gold? Uh, just out of curiosity. Uh, the tab. Mm. And right now you're sitting at uh, about 25. These drinks don't come cheap, of course. They are high quality. Totally worth it. Uh, we're going to switch groups again briefly. And uh, you're going to see SEL, Andara, and Hopeless, and Fenric, and Sal. I'm forgetting names as I go. All you uh, guys. Go ahead. I was just going to say point of order. When I cast Mending, I forgot that's the Sorcerer spell on my spell list. So I would have had to summon the Shadow Weapon to do so. So mm. they would have seen me summon a Shadow Dagger in my left hand. Went mm. and did a symbol with my right. They would have been very surprised <laughs> after seeing, you know, who you were once. But I'll say Fenric is kind of like, uh, yeah, that kind of fits though, doesn't it? You know, like he died, he came back, he's got this like weird shadow self now. That's looks at Sal. He's like, kind of expected it to be honest. And Sal's just like open mouth, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Without giving details, let's just say it's a good thing I had a certain possession on my person when the rim rise. Mm. Okay. Listen, I don't want to be incredibly rude to your friends at the bar. I think I should like to meet them, actually. This will be fun. Yeah, I think we need to... Shit. Fenric's like, you sure, boss? These uh, these guys look to be a bit wasted. Uh, it's probably like, too late for that. Friends of STL, uh, friends of ours. What say what say you, STL, Dara? Do you have issue with taking this conversation over? Uh, no, I. The only reason I brought only Dara over is because I didn't want to uh, overwhelm you with numbers. Fair. That's fair. I think we've we've all had a few drinks and warmed up the idea. He kind of like raises a hand and uh, you see the barkeep just instantly look over. Re regulars, you know. Looks over and uh, a lot of guys with him. Sal does this kind of motion where he gestures in like a circle. And you see the barkeep just kind of nod. You see him wave his hands a certain way in the air, kind of rising it up with two of his fingers bent back. See him mutter something, his eyes glow a bit more. And the tables in the corner that were currently unused and the booths back there begin rearranging into like a circle. And he just gives a thumbs up. <laughs> and he looks over at uh, Quill and Orfarne and Jinhai and Klushin and says, uh, It would seem that your friends are uh, beckoning for a round table discussion. And just kind of points. And you see Sal and Fenric and Hopeless kind of shuffling into the seats. <laughs> well, we shouldn't keep them waiting. And Jin kind of like hops off and like like uh, pops his back and starts walking over. Then as you do so, you feel an arm kind of touch yours. And like fingers kind of wrap around your fur a little bit. 
And uh, you look back and you can see Charlaya who was sitting next to you. And she's just like, do you mind if I come along? Oh, I, God. You know. Uh, yeah, the, yes, by all means, please. Okay. She follows behind you guys. <clears throat> you We've see... the whole time. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know it's hard to see over Jinhai. Uh, I've just been enjoying a few drinks. Mostly just... I really like the house special and how chill it makes you feel. I've just been enjoying the noise of everybody. You get lonely sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get it. 100%. <clears throat> Guys, I guess this you one's coming along with us. You see, uh, kind of as you're shuffling around uh, past the corner of the bar, you see the uh, the little door rise up and then go back down, and the barkeep looks over at you and says, Make that too. I've got some business with Sal and Fenric, and uh, this seems to be the gesture he's chosen to bring it together. Uh, was that the barkeep that said that? Yes. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, you see you one can... of the waiters go back to the bar and start tending. You can go in my stead. You see. Lucian, I really need your help for a second. Only a moment. Yeah, sure. What's up? So, I need you to use whatever ability you usually use to discover creatures and things like that. And he, his hand like gets really close to your face for a moment. He says, I, I need a bush. I, I really... I really need a bush right now. <laughs> I'm no longer a way of the four elements monk. I, I can't bend this out of my drawers. Oh, no. If an accident were to happen. That was my favorite tribe in Avatar, the piss benders. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Uh, or, uh, or if any of you would be willing to help me in no. the privy. Oh. <laughs> I'm afraid that I can't uh sense bushes. It's not like a forest spidey sense kind of thing. That leaves outside. us with only one choice. I don't know how to use We're not over there, Dara. Uh, we'll find out. I don't know how to use the privy yet. I no. need somebody to show me. I can help you to the door, and I'm sure the bugbear can direct us to a bush. <laughs> Honestly, I can't fly in this condition. This is not going to be very private. Can't be that far to a bush. He'll uh, try to get up out of the chair and uh, probably stumble. I'll, I'm going uh, like, yeah, to steady you. you. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go ask the nice bugbear at the, at the door if there's a, any uh, bushes that are not terribly well-tended nearby. <laughs> hey, you can't outside, be ableist, huh? You can, 
you can see uh, across the street, there's like a little alcove alley that kind of winds back around. And uh, it's definitely not a bush, but there's like a bit of rubbish that's kind of like piled up in the vague shape of a bush. <laughs> it's a rubbish. It's a rubbish. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, it's the mighty boomer. You can call it like a shrubbish. Ooh, I like that too. Then you're a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. No! You can't shrubbing. go on a shrubbish. Inclusion, you see Quill is like turned around or whatever, so that way he can go do his thing, but he's over there like mumbling like this is fucking string. I can't I, I can't undo the string. Inclusion! <laughs> I heard if the you, I can't, you're dexterous. I'm dexterous, but I can't. I've been drinking too oh much. Uh, uh, I don't I mean to put you in an uncomfortable. Just to like pull on the end of the string. From a one-handed. What the fuck? We've been here for months. I don't it's have a, another arm to. You don't. You just oh. use one hand. String. I am a cripple. There's a lot of things you can do with your one hand, Quill. You're not. He hears there. that. Oh, fuck it. He'll, um, he'll use his astral arms ability to undo his drawstring so he can take a piss. There you go. Right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I love it. After relieving yourself, <laughs> Ben. Quite definitely feeling relieved. Um, inside, the group is sitting in a circle. Uh, you see the bartender, the barkeep, kind of wave his hand and make a motion, not magically, just to the, to the waiter. You see a few drinks come out in trays. Get set in front of all of you. They, they seem to be uh, mostly just water. <laughs> With ice. <laughs> and he says, uh, Perhaps you could elucidate me as to what all of this is about, Sal. And Sal looks over at you all and says, uh, Firstly, I'd like to say, uh, Hello, my name is Landon Salvatore. Uh, most people call me Sal. This is Fenric the Vulpin, a brilliant mechanical engineer. Love him to bits. He's saved my life so many times. And our new friend, Hopeless, uh, so named because of the factory number that we have found on his body, H0P3L3SS edition. So, um, that's us. Uh, you've met this lovely barkeep gentleman, Falno, I'm sure, by now. And does some introductions, uh, gets them out of the way. He says, uh, What I really wanted to discuss with all of you, aside from what SCNL have, SCL and I have discussed regarding Torvala, <clears throat> my friends and I here have been invited to a journey. 
it seems that they are inviting people of great power or great oddity to this tourney. Now myself, and he raises his left arm made of metal, and he's like, I am an oddity. I am not very strong or capable. Uh, something of an adventurer, I suppose, but not exactly what you would call a hero. But I am an oddity. I don't know how I got this arm. I don't know exactly what it does. I travel around with a engineer friend who who is prone to making wacky inventions that tend to save our asses more often than not. And our strange new Steelborn friend who has no idea who the hell he is or what the hell's been happening. And half of his components don't work, so that's interesting. Point being, I had thought if we received such an invitation, surely you must have as well. You are correct. I've done some digging, uh, mostly uh, just asking around people who have been to the tourney before, people who have, uh, some of our wealthier friends uh, that Falno has access to that have stopped into this establishment on occasion, uh, who have been to the tourney as guests and sponsors, and it is a very dangerous place from what we gather. You see Charlaya kind of leaning forward a bit more. And uh, Sal says, basically, we're not doing it. We refuse. Uh, we've heard some nasty rumors of people going missing and strange, unethical practices that are being used in the tourney that I don't think that we align with. And I personally would hate to see my friends disappear before a match for whatever reason it seems to be. Uh, those of you with passive perceptions higher than 16, so 17 and up, you see Charlaya, her, her knuckles are like white on her leg, gripping it so tightly. Um, <clears throat> other than that, she's like totally playing it cool. And he says... Uh, It is rare that somebody dies at the tourney. This much is true. But in recent seasons, this twice yearly tourney has been having a pretty horrible track record of disappearances. Uh, just last year alone, uh, between the two tourneys against the humans and the monsters, or, or the, the humanoids and the monsters, you had what was it, Falno? And he says, it was, I believe the number was 36 over the course of the year. He says, yes, and, and this is my point, is you, you have a tournament where so much is at stake. You know, the winners get accolades, they get land, they get power, they get wealth, you know, uh, giant sacks of coin, as well as titles, as well as favors from these uber-rich people. And desperation drives people to take part. And it's the truly desperate who are never seen again. We don't intend to fight in the tourney. 
we will be doing some investigating around it. But I wanted to say that if you lot are interested in doing the tourney and, and whatever that entails for you, whatever you've been promised, whatever you've been assured, be careful. Above all else, keep an eye on one another. Um, I don't think any of you necessarily would be in danger of disappearing. You're all seemingly celebrities at the moment. Uh, and it seems more the unheard of people that disappear. Those who won't be missed. At that, you see Charlaya just kind of breaks the silence on her end a bit. And she says, sometimes the people who won't be missed are still very greatly missed. And sometimes they would do anything to find them. I've been talking with the lore keeper almost every day this top, trying to glean more information about where the missing people are going. And I have a theory. My partner disappeared in the quarterfinal round. As we were about to leave, walk into the ring, he was gone. I thought this odd because I had seen him 15 minutes earlier when we were preparing. But he was gone. And we obviously lost in the quarterfinals, as I told Klushin and Jinhai. But um, the point is, I think I would like to go with you, Sal, if, if that's okay. And he just kind of nods and he's like, you know, the more people we can get on this, the better. And she says uh, to you guys, <clears throat> when we hit the quarterfinals, it was the strangest thing. I remember amidst all the noise in the Colosseum and, and the crowd just screaming. I, I remember... One of the other teams was escorted back inside the training area, the rest bays, and there was a man. Uh, he was wearing a, a large cloak. We thought he was just somebody on another team. But looking back, I'm not entirely certain that he was ever a participant. I, I say he, but again, I don't know his sex. Uh, it's just a large figure in a cloak who was standing in the room watching us. I don't suppose it could be any more descript. They stood six foot three, maybe. Uh, they looked fairly muscular, uh, uh, judging just by the shape underneath the cloak. The weird thing is, the tourney that we fought had monsters. And in that quarter-final round, we fought zombies, as well as the sand, uh, the the sand wolves and whatnot. But zombies were the beginning of the round, and there was one that looked suspiciously like my partner. I, I at the time I brushed it off, just you know, thinking uh, half decayed. Uh, Koyan catfolk would be, you know, 
You see what you see in moments of doubt. But now I wonder if perhaps... Now, we knew that they were getting these monsters unethically to begin with. Bringing them in, I mentioned before that if you could call them monster guilds, monster hunting guilds, because they're not really hunting monsters, they're trapping them and bringing them to this tournament to be slaughtered en masse. But the same guilds are walking away with incredibly heavy pockets for doing seemingly very little work. I just think that there's something deeper going on at this tournament, and, and I can't rest easy knowing that something's not right. I think we would be remiss to just ignore this. Maybe you want to will have something to say about it. I will pray on this tonight. See Fenric, his ears prick up a little bit. Says he want to, huh? Yes, sir. Maybe. Maybe he will. I heard that that, uh, that guy, that, uh, that D-bag from Linaris, that uh, Sunspire, whatever his name is, House Sunspire or something, he, uh, he's the current champion. Do you know any more about this, about this man? I know he's a dickhead, I'll tell you that much. I know he cheats in poker. Made a trip to Wallaka a few seasons ago. He kept insisting that it wasn't illegal to be using magic that lets you see other people's cards. Just because it wasn't stated in the set rule of the game. I think people like that, uh, well, it doesn't matter. This Sunspire guy, though, he, uh, he's the current champion. Um, he's a dickhead. If there's some conspiracy, I betcha he's in on it. I could see if Hayako would have anything to speak on this, too. Necromancy is a tricky magic, that's for certain. Faldo well, does, <laughs> does that thing. Uh, you know, that, that puppet who like looks straight ahead and then he just like looks to the side and he's like awkward looking. He kind of does that where he like looks over at you and he's like, uh, <clears throat> Necromancy is a very dangerous and unstable art that when in the wrong hands poses a great danger to the stability of not just the user and the people around him, but the world itself. Oh, don't think I'm being judgmental. I'm just saying, you know, with the information we were given tonight, it appears that it may be in dangerous hands. I have no feeling about it this way or that way, but... Necromancy is not illegal in the Green Sea, mind you. Um, no. He's just, like, getting defensive. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Necromancy isn't illegal in, in the Green Sea. It's just frowned <laughs> upon. And, and so what if the mages of the Ivory Tower of Orlocka don't permit you to perhaps research at their tower and their ancient artifacts just because you dabbled in necromancy? But it's not illegal by any measure. <laughs> no, that's, that's really just fine. I don't care. It's, it's all right. Do you practice necromancy? Once I did, yes. At one point in my life. That lasted quite a long time. Yes, I did. One really long point. One Fair really enough. very, very long, age-bending, era-building time. Yes, I once was a practitioner of 
those arts. Now I make drinks. <laughs> DM, as somebody who is rightly tipsy, <clears throat> do I put together now that he might be the lich on us? Make an insight check. Hell yeah. I'll say at disadvantage because you're pretty drunk. I think that's great. Oh, that was uh, an intimidation <laughs> check. Uh, my bad. That was another intimidation Are you check. the lich? My touch screen is being really shitty. Wow, that was a natural 20 intimidation check. We have an 11 and then a 2. So, uh, um, <laughs> While you're drunk, you get the feeling that he may just be joking around. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Between this and what he said to Clution earlier, you're kind of like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Pretended to be a necromancer. <laughs> He's a human. This guy. Look at him. You're like, he can't even use magic. He's just a human. What's even going on? He's not stupid. Well, He's just drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can attest to things changing, and I just summon a shadow dagger briefly and let it disappear. Now that is a surprise, says Falno. <laughs> uh, who then says... Um, <clears throat> You're going to this tourney, this Baroku Muda or whatever may have been around once when that thing was created. It may have been created. And he like runs a finger through his hair. He's like, may have been created to um, find powerful warriors who could stand up to, let's just say, some kind of evil necromancy wielding person. Um, no names will be given. Uh, just, just metaphorically. All I can say is that um, in the years that it hasn't been used for such, it has been a beacon of prosperity for the wealthy to bet on the underdogs and make a lot of money or lose a lot of money and inevitably take in the champions as servants or as lords and ladies, giving them titles and land. Uh, granting their wishes, fulfilling their needs, whatever it may be. People are drawn to the Tony from all across the world. If there is corruption, and I do not doubt it, there has always been corruption in the Barokamuda since the founding of the tournament, if I do say so. If there is, you'll need to be careful. Keep an eye out for shady beings in robes that are very wide and muscular, apparently. Um, but more so, when you're in the tournament itself, watch out for each other. It is notorious for trying to split teams, for trying to introduce traps midway through that will knock you down. There haven't been any deaths officially in the Brokamuda in 300 years. You have some assurance that you won't die. But if you are knocked out early on, you lose everything. So try not to lose. Because it's not just that you submit yourself to the tourney and you do well and suddenly you come out with riches. No. It is by nature a gambler's den. And you will have to offer something in return. Now, what that could be, I, I don't know. From what I gather, 
Were you invited to this tournament? Or are you seeking it out on your own? They came to us. If they came to you, then they have a plan for you. And you should be very careful. I was just, uh... You want to told me to come. So I'm seeking it out on my own. And can someone ask her, uh, what... What was her... Shit. Charlia. Charla, Charlia, can you ask her what she gave? Can someone ask that? That's a good what, question. What Dara just give? did. Wow, Dara, oh. just ask the question. Run to the restroom, we'll, we'll get to it when you get back. I, okay. Charlia is going to say some things, I guess. Uh, she'll say that if you plan on going, just remember what I've said. And remember what Sal and, and Falno have said. And if they are finding some way to turn people into zombies, or as as they were called when the ringmaster announced who they were, he said they were the hollowed. I don't know what that means, but I can't imagine it's good. Can I make a knowledge check on that? Sure. Uh, not great. Uh, Thirteen. Wait, no, that's wrong. Yes, twelve. Uh, I just be before uh, yes, I just want to ask for like a uh, player's sake. Did he technically pass or fail? Failed. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna use the luck. <laughs> Better. That's a twenty-two. Okay. 22. So did he roll a five and a fifteen? Passed. Kind of. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, I want to I want to oh, use my um ability, to, as as I see SDL kind of like, in, like deep in thought. I um, to so like you see me try deep to in thought, in and then I kind of I spin the ring on my finger, and then you just see like a spark of energy come off of it. Um, as, as I'm looking at SDL, I'm kind of like staring to him as well. And I kind of just close my eyes, and what I want to do is use my monkey see, monkey do racial trait. If somebody mm -hmm. within passes a skill check, I can gain proficiency in it. Okay, um, I will say hmm? you already have proficiency in knowledge. Oh, checks. okay. Well, okay. Well, I'm just doing this for flavor then. Okay. Um, okay. Th this is something sure. he wouldn't. This is something he wouldn't have heard about. But uh, he, while while looking at SDL, um, not know it, he has a feeling he could try to glean something off of from STL. So could I roll? Uh, sure. It takes forever to roll. I hate it. Because the, the the word "hollowed" brings doll bells and what we've talked about in the past. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you. Said so sixteen. Yes, I don't know. Am I am I cutting in and out? Yeah, the beginning is your words are cutting just a little bit. Okay, yeah. I can I can oh. leave just real quick. Do are we saying hollowed or hollowed? H O L. Hollowed. Hollowed. H A H O L L O W E D. Like something's like, empty. It's like hollowed. Hollow. <laughs> no. So. STL. 
you have heard in the deepest, darkest areas of the Lyceum. You have heard whispers amongst the professors of a growing concern to the West. Seemingly originating in Old Draconia and spreading from there, East and West both. You don't know exactly what it entails, but from what you've heard, they are similar to zombies, but not quite zombies. There's something else entirely. But they do lack a lot of the mental faculties that sentient creatures should have. Um, and you remember hearing the Lyceum, some of the professors, delving down that questionable rabbit hole of, could these kind of things be useful to us? Yeah, they would. Um, I just... I just mumble the 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 words old draconia while I'm thinking. Probably loud enough that fellow heard. Uh, I do have a question. Did I gleam anything from it? J- j- like, cause I, no. I want to say no. Okay, cool. No. I was gonna I was gonna say something cool if I did, but no, not not apparently. No, <laughs> no, he's only heard of it in the deep dark recesses of the Lyceum. Like like that. Thursday night, you stayed up all night studying for the exam Friday morning. Did you overhear your teacher in the background discussing yeah. the very unethical practice of trying to turn someone into like a zombie and so use them as a servant? Did you really hear it? Or was it that 3 a.m. you've studied too long? <laughs> so this track oh. would be impossible for anyone other than SDL because literally the only people in the Green Sea who know about them are mages. That have like served in a tower or in a lyceum. What do you mean by a tower? Like uh, in in Wallaka, you have in in here in Wallaka, you have the Ivory Tower, which is like the headquarters of the Mages Guild in Wallaka, and you have different towers in the different areas of the Green Sea that are like the head of the Mages Guild in that location, essentially. The lyceum is. One such tower that kind of broke away long ago and decided to be their own thing. Isn't that a little sketch in itself? Oh, 100%. The Lyceum's a sketchy fucking place. I mean, we know a lot about it's it. definitely but... not fucking Hogwarts. Uh, this place is like Hogwarts that's... where kids are abducted constantly and used as soldiers. And <laughs> Okay, I was just curious. So. That's totally not what they did to SDL at all. <laughs> totally not. We, did, we totally didn't see that happen in the podcast. So, you had something you wanted to ask Charlaya. Yeah, I wanted to ask her what she gave up in the tournament. What was her gambling item that she lost? Other than her <sighs> partner, but that's not what I mean. Sure. She looks to you and she says, uh, Myself, uh, I gave up my lands. I was once a duchess, or soon to be. I risked my titles uh, for love, as you do. And not only did I lose my titles, my inheritance, my land, I lost my love. Horrible. That was a great loss. 
Ensio kind of raises his glass in recognition. Raises her glass of water. Orofane just kind of nods along with it, looking down. Jin kind of like pats her on the back a little bit. You see her, or you feel her kind of nuzzle into your arm a little bit, just for comfort. Just, you know, not in a good mental state right now. He sees you as a very um, kind and fluffy person. <laughs> well, I do moisturize, uh, so. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Balno is going to say to you, STL, <clears throat> you've seen the wreckage of the town. Have you seen, uh, I imagine you saw this before. I don't know how bad it was in your time, but here it killed many hundreds of people. One of the things that uh, we do as we get older, we, we, we pass through some personal growth and, and we try to be better people than we were when we were in our more, you know, formative years. Uh, when the Kraken attacked, the Ivory Tower sent mages to repel Gosi. And if they hadn't, the town very well may have been destroyed much further. My point in saying this is that over time we have to let go of the prejudices, feuds, hate, ill will that we once harbored towards certain people. The mages, Guild and I, have had a very rough relationship, of course. Uh, and in this moment, I realized that, like me, they don't want to lose this place. They don't want to see innocent people slaughtered. What I'm trying to say is that if you find out that someone is doing these grisly things and turning people into... Shalaya said, hollowed. Whatever that means, I want you to put an end to it. You know, it catches your gaze very firmly and says, you can do it. All of you. We grow through adversity. And he looks at the rest of you and says, I expect to hear great things from this order of yours. And I expect that if you take this Barokamuda challenge, if nothing else, you'll find out what's truly happening. I have a strong suspicion that it'll take us to Old Draconia. He raises an eyebrow. <laughs> The seat of magic. Yeah, that would make sense. You said you were on this trip, uh, Orofarne, for Uantu. Yes. He was guiding you here. Mm hmm What do the rest of you seek at the Barokumuda? 
I I seek wisdom to learn from high authority figures and insight on not just for myself but perhaps to teach others. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure of what's become of the world as well. Can we assume Quill has been drinking a ton of water for the last <laughs> 30 minutes of this conversation to try yes. to sober down a little bit? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> well, in this case, your question, so that way I might be able to answer it accurately. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to accomplish in my life before it's over is to help my people even further. We've already taken down Slaver's Roost, liberated, but I want to be able to do even more. And that requires a lot of time. And of course, if you're familiar with the Garuda race, we don't live nearly as long as many of the other races in this realm. What I'm seeking is a way to extend that period of life beyond the standard 25 years. I'm, I'm wanting to be able to possibly lead the people into a revolution that would take our civilization back into the good reputation that it used to be. Well, I... Hmm. There are many ways to extend one's life. Most of them are... Kind of like thinking for a moment, since most of them are uh, questionably ethical. Uh, there is one way that I have heard recently, as uh, over the last few years, been resumed uh, it's quite a ways away though um that's i don't even know if it would work for you but in linaris there is something known as the kaita and roughly five years ago they resumed the practice But some strange cult has risen up, claiming that only true believers can access the Kaita, and are denying its usage to any who do not follow them. Lenoris is west, if I'm not mistaken. It is very far west, yes. Past Venubia, past Old Draconia. Sounds like it would be a long trip. I've heard of a few different ways to make this work but um, it seems if what I'm seeking cannot be found in Venubia, we'll continue to go and I'll give it some more time I've only got so many years left in this life so I'm going to try to use it efficiently but um, that is something that I'm seeking would there be anybody in Venubia who might know more about this subject that you know. Well, 
as Sal said, uh, the tourney attracts folks from all over the world, and the current champion is a Sunspire, which is a, a great royal house of Linaris. You'd probably find some sort of answers there. Thank you for your information. Knowledge is power. Yes, yes it is. I tried to teach my children that long ago. They didn't listen. <laughs> children tend to do such a thing. Does anyone else have questions for a friend here? I mean, I do, but it'd probably be best if it was in private. I'd kind of lock eyes with them. Here's nods and says, perhaps tonight you can come back after the others have gone to sleep and have a quick chat. Is there anything else that you would like to ask or, or glean before I get ready to close the bar down? I have one question. You uh, seem to have been around a while. Have people always vanished from this tournament in this way, or is this just like a fairly recent thing? I used to attend the tourney long ago, just out of spite. <laughs> Amazing what it does to a person. I don't remember disappearances of this sort, but many people died constantly back then. It was a very barbaric sport of pitting man against man and seeing which is stronger to be sent to fight against the big bad evil of the world. In the last few hundred years that I've heard, I, disappearances maybe have been coming in for six or seven seasons. Just a couple of what? years, really. There any big change in the world or in like the organization of the tournament or anything that seemed like it happened around that time that you're aware of? If you had somewhere to start, that would make this all figure like, this out much easier. He's like thinking, and then Sal cuts him off. And he says, uh, or not Sal, sorry, Fenric cuts him off. He says, Yeah, that, that fucking prick, that Sunspire guy. That's when he became champion, was a couple of years ago. Gotcha, but that's... that's I mean, circumstantial at best. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at worst, that cunt's behind it. I mean, that's, that gives us a lot to, to think about, for sure. So, hmm. I personally suggest, and this is Sal talking, I personally suggest that if you are going to fight in the tournament, that you take some time soon to train really intimately get used to one another's fighting styles, you will need each other's backs every way of the tourney. It's not simply... And he looks over at Charlotte and he's like, actually, maybe you should... And she goes, it's not simply fighting against monsters or creatures or people. It's navigating mazes while being chased. It's having platforms rise from the center of the Colosseum while a griffin tries to kill you 
as you're navigating them. Using them as cover, you trying to be smart and your movements as traps are also being hurled at you. When we went, bombs were thrown from the cloud. It's, it, it's, it's embarrassing to say it's a lot of fun. But it's incredibly dangerous, and if they didn't have their teams of clerics, it would be a bloodbath. You have to just remember that, that when you think things are normal in one way, something will always come to fuck that. You may fight a griffin. You may get it halfway down. You get it on the ground. It's damaged. It's bleeding. You're about to deal the finishing blow. And then four sandwalls are released into the stadium. <laughs> and then spinner traps rise from the floor. Orofarne is just increasingly looking excited as she's just <laughs> describing this. Junhai is looking more and more horrified as she's describing this. <laughs> <coughs> I recommend what Sal said. Just train, work together, fight together. Do From the best. sounds of it, sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. No. From the sounds of it, you might be a good person to help us train. Would there I, mean, I could try? Or a, a, is there a place where we could no try to recreate this? I like, like to Falno. Falno just kind of shrugs and says, "I mean, if you'd like to do it in the basement, you could. We could set some magical enchantments around of non-death. You could try." Different puzzles, techniques, fighting styles. We could fight illusions rather than creatures because, again, I've quite changed over the years and I'm not really prone to capturing creatures and making people fight them for sport. Used to be the other way around. Capture people and make them fight creatures for sport, but, you know. If you'd like, you can use the dungeon downstairs. That's all I'm saying. That sounds like a plan to me. Need to, uh, we haven't, we've practiced working our minds together, but not, not our muscles just yet. Not our bodies. I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Simmons comes on screen. (laughs) Oh yes, you could could use my dungeon. Yeah, work our our bodies. No, thank you. Arthur Squarely just shows up for a second. (laughs) Oh no. I could see like the fucking cogs in Bill's head turning a little bit ago when I said dungeon. He's just like. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. He, uh, he looks at all of you and says, why don't you find a nice tavern, get some sleep. Tomorrow morning you could come in, use the dungeon. <laughs> I'll work my magic. Call on a couple of friends just in case things get a bit dicey. I can't be everywhere at once, you know. Charlaya says, uh, personally, I'd, I'd be down to train a little bit. Uh, can help you, of course, like you said. Um, 
I'm going back anyway at some point to seek answers. Landon and the rest of you, if you want to come along, maybe, you know, we could all figure something out. How long until the tournament? Oh! We need to know how long we have before we need to set off. Uh, I know I said it in, like, using portals, but that might be the right way to get over there quickly. Good. <laughs> Especially if we train here. You know, we wouldn't have to worry about a shipwreck or having to fly, especially if we're going to have uh, some sort of fucking entourage with us when we show up, you know. Uh, we may have to travel by ship anyway, or portal, instead of our individual flying machines. Alno says, uh, I mean, I could, I could generate a portal, if you'd like, uh, to Venubia. Oh. It wouldn't be exactly at the Baroque Muda, but it would be close to the city nearby. That could work too. I was more speaking of the Lord Keeper himself offered. Uh, well, Lord Keeper is a fine person. Um, if you would prefer to use his resources, that is entirely acceptable. I wouldn't want to leave you completely um, tapped. Uh, it's not as if I don't have teleportation circles in my dungeon. Ifrit is quite close, and I do have one there, so... Whatever you feel is best. Fair enough. Uh, the attorney itself, uh, this is uh, Sal talking. The attorney itself is going to be on the 23rd of Calyx. So, in roughly five days. Okay. There is another attorney later in the year, but uh, you'd be waiting a few months. Well, we could Probably. spend three days. We pro okay. We probably couldn't sail there in five days anyway. Uh, so no, we yeah, we definitely no. have we definitely have to teleport there. Yeah. So yeah. Well, looks like that's our only option anyway, right, boys? You said the tw uh, what day? The what of Calyx? The twenty third. Twenty third. All right. Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> right, right here. Gives you a few days to train, gather supplies, and get ready for the hell that awaits you. Or the fun. I see that look in your eye. I'm, I'm giddy, to be honest with you. I look forward to this. And maybe meeting my god, I'm not, I don't know. However that may be. I'm with you on that. Speaking from experience, it's not always the <laughs> way you want. Well, I trust him to not be the deceitful type. When he spoke to me on that beach, it was calming and filled with bliss. Yep. That's how I trust meeting people. <laughs> well. Thousand yards there. <laughs> With that, Palno begins closing down the bar, getting things ready, you know, for the next day. Mm -hmm. Style and the others bid you farewell. 
going off to find their respective rooms in their taverns and hotels they're staying in. <clears throat> um, we can say, if you want, that uh, Falno puts you up for the night. Just the one night. Upstairs. If you'd like. He's got a few rooms. Just for simplicity's sake. Sure. Definitely want to have hey. that conversation with him. Yeah, we can definitely do uh, that. My thing up there as well. Me too, I guess. Yep. yep. Whatever you guys want to do, let me know. All right. That's where we're going to call it for tonight. 